0: back to another episode of the Carter cast. I'm your host Carter Vaughn on today's show. We recorded live right after the first round of the NBA draft. We talk about bank Hero going one to the magic Chet going to OKC Jabari going to the Rockets. We go through all the picks, what we like, what we didn't like, uh, gives a little bit of draft grades. We also talk about the Hornets trading the 13th pick for basically nothing. Uh, it makes no sense what they're doing down in Charlotte. We also get into uh, how why the NBA draft needs to improve and how these trades are just out of control. I messed up on like 10, 15 players where they're actually going on the podcast. I didn't know until this morning where half of these dudes were going, the trades are out of control. They need to just get it set up. Let us know what the exact details are. Give the guy the right hat, whatever we get into that into the podcast. Also, you might hear me sniffling and coughing a little bit during the show, um, going through a little bit of a cold. So Jordan flu game out here, thoughts and prayers going out to me. Hope you guys enjoy the show. But before we get into today's show, we are brought to you by PodTalk. PodTalk is the best way to listen to podcasts. It has the best interface compared to every other podcast listening app out there. I use PodTalk myself. Go download it right now in the App Store. Go join group discussions on your favorite podcast like this one. Go subscribe and talk about the CarterCast in the CarterCast group discussion on PodTalk right now. Download PodTalk in the App Store today. And now here's the show. All right, we're live. We're recording right now. It is currently the Thunder on the clock at the 30th pick. We're recording at almost 11 Eastern time. We're not going to wait till after the second round to record. Hopefully nothing crazy happens in the second round. Uh, This is one of the weirdest drafts I remember. Like, it was so hyped up at the same time. It, like, kind of lived up to the hype, but also, like, maybe just being a Hornets fan, we're just disappointed. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm I'm just blinded. Yeah,
1: it draft-wise and, like, picks moving around, it's about on pace for normal, on par. I personally expected more deals involving current players, bigger names, not necessarily Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant, nothing like that, but maybe a Miles Turner to the Hornets, you know, maybe a Russell Westbrook move, like, something along those lines. And No big trades. I feel like the biggest name to be traded tonight was Danny Green. Danny Green for D'Anthony Melton. That's been the biggest name trade for current players, in my opinion, during this draft. That's yeah. it. Like, that's it. Yeah. And so that's been like, a little anticlimactic.
0: The Jeremy Grant thing happened yesterday.
1: Yep. I I don't know yeah, what's so, going on. So during the actual draft, it's just been a little anticlimactic for me, at least, because I saw all these reports of, oh, trades are going to be ramping up tomorrow. Like, everybody better be locked in. Like, who knows what's going to happen? I will say, though, as, as compared to past years, the draft order leading up to the draft this year was more uncertain than ever. Cause in the last few years it's been locked in maybe even a day before or more, this is one, two, three. And that it's always been accurate. And this year, like we're going to talk about in a minute here, it seemed like Paula was surprised to go number one. And it seemed like Jabari Smith was a little shocked to go number three and kind of pissed off.
0: Yeah. Uh, it was like 2.00 AM last night. I, I texted everyone. I was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa what's happening? Powell's pa- all of a sudden like minus minus one fifty on the books. Now it's up to minus 300 to go one. Like, what is yeah. going on right now? So, with that line movement, you thought, and then in the morning, when everyone woke up, it just flipped to, like, Jabari minus 3,500. Yeah. And then just flipped back, like, right before the draft started, it was minus 200. So. All uh, day. All day, Woj was tweeting Jabari Smith number one, Jabari Smith number one. Yeah. Um Denver is focused on UCLA's. I'm t- okay. Before we get into the actual draft, I'm tired of the whole Woj and Sham spoiling picks. I know it's like an easy take to say. It's everyone said it before. Like, oh, they're ruining the draft. They are actually ruining the draft, and I hate how they have to use these stupid words. Like, they are I, putting their eyes on this person on the draft. They are focused on it's this so person dumb. in the draft. It's just so dumb. It. Just say, just say, like, stop. Just stop. Just say, yeah. hey, they're gonna select this guy.
1: Yeah, it is so dumb, and that that does just ruin the fun. Like, I understand wanting to be an insider, but at this point, it feels like they've they've built up their reputation. Everybody knows Shams and Woj, they get the scoop. Yeah, yeah, like it's great. Everybody gets
0: it. What? Why? Like, what's the point now? Just to like flex? I don't know. I, I like I genuinely don't get. I don't know. Like, because NFL, they're not allowed to do this. I'm just wondering what it accomplishes. Like, like, what is actually
1: the end goal of them tweeting this? Now, trades and stuff, breaking news, I understand. But for an event like this, where it's a live event, everybody's watching live, and, and, and you know, the argument's going to be turn off your phone. Yeah, well, what if I want to scroll on Twitter and see what people are talking also, about? people are
0: going to text you anyway, so you can't really, like, just you shut You can't be on your
1: phone. You can't be on your phone at all. Yeah. if You don't want it to be spoiled, which is what yeah. I did tonight night for the first 10 picks.
0: Yeah, I turned my phone off from picks 12 to 16 because I just wanted to be surprised what happened with the oh, yeah. Me too. Check my I checked and have fifty notifications.
1: I checked after the tenth pick, and then I was like, "All right, I'm done through the lottery. So we'll see what happens." And I mean, we can talk about it in a little bit, but just disappointment a little bit. I'm I
0: happy with the Mark Williams pick. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Let's start All off. Right. Uh, and one more thing: when they say these trade packages, they need to say that what is in the trade instead of it's, like hmm. they know what's in the trade. They, I know they went hundred percent. No, just say what's in the trade
1: right then and there. 100 percent they should be required to do that because they're not going to make the trade if the exact details aren't ironed out so there's no reason for teams to withhold this information it should be a rule in my opinion i don't understand why it's not or what the drawback is to that but when it's announced like everybody's just confused and speculating or the the silliness
0: of someone putting on the wrong hat
1: yeah someone putting on the wrong hat like they should know before honestly before adam silver walks out there he should say This pick has been traded to Blob, so-and-so, whatever. This pick's been traded to Detroit, and now Detroit from Charlotte selects Jalen Duran, and he should have to put
0: on the Pistons hat. All right, let's talk about it. Paolo goes one to the magic. People are pretty surprised. Most people thought it was going to be Jabari Smith. Uh, I mean, you could literally have said anybody, and I wouldn't have said no to you. Um, This was my number one player in the draft, obviously, uh, when we talked to Stenko, If you haven't watched the interview, go watch it. It still holds up even after the draft. Uh, You can get our draft takes and everything on there. Great interview with him. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I I love Paolo. I I thought he was the best player in this draft. He's the most pro-ready guy. He's going to win rookie of the year. He's going to be probably a minus 120 favorite to win rookie of the year right off the bat. He is the surest thing in the draft. Like I
1: said on Stenko's podcast or our podcast with Stenko, he's got the highest floor. Maybe not the highest ceiling in the draft. I would give that to probably Chet Holmgren, but definitely the highest floor by far. The most NBA ready game, and that was the safe pick for the Magic. And I think that's what they had to do because if you swing for the fences on Chet and miss, you're once again the laughingstock of the NBA. At least with Paolo, you're getting a surefire twenty points per game. Like you said, Rookie of the Year almost lock. I would say, barring some unforeseen circumstance, he you know he played eighty games. He's going to win Rookie of the Year.
0: Exactly, and that's what Orlando needed. Orlando needed a guy who said, "Hey, I'm going to give you the ball. Get me a bucket." They don't they they can't afford right now to have the Chet unicorn thing where they need years to develop. But you know who can is OKC. OKC yep. took the guys that they they're going to need time to develop, like Jang, like uh, Shea Gil, or not Shea Gil, excuse me, Jang, Chet, and uh, and even Jalen Williams needs to develop too. I and uh, we'll get into OKC. I love what they did, but. Yeah, I think Paolo was the easy pick at one. I I I didn't think it was much of a question in my mind. Obviously, you know, you can say the you, know, you can say the potential of Chat, Jabari Smith, unbelievable shooting, but I absolutely love what the Magic did. It makes all the sense in the world. It makes too much sense, especially I think a lot more people are going to wake up tomorrow morning and just be like, "Oh, wait, this actually makes sense." Yeah,
1: like, and it'll be interesting for the Magic to see how Paolo messes with you know Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs. That's an interesting lineup. I'm not really sure how that'll be. Not the best defensive lineup at first glance. Wendell Carter helps. Wendell Carter's phenomenal defensively. Wendell Carter does help, but then again, he Wendell Carter played a lot of Power Forward last year for the Magic. He started almost every game of Power Forward when he played He's with gonna play a lot of Five. You think so? You think that'll work? Wendell Carter at the five
0: and Paolo at the four. You think that's enough? It's a little undersized. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying they're going to the playoffs. I think it'll be. I think they'll be in a lot of games. I, I, if you told me yeah. that Magic made the play in next year, I wouldn't say no. I might say no. Ten seed. I'm not saying win the play. I'm saying get yeah. in. still. I. I mean, there,
1: there's some teams. There's some teams in the East that I think will be above them. Hawks will be back. Hornets.
0: I don't will know. the Hornets? Will the Hornets? I mean,
1: I, I I sure hope they'll be at least being the in. Pa- I don't, I don't, think, know, the, I don't think the
0: Knicks are ahead of them. I don't think no, the Pacers P- are ahead of Pacers them. Pacers
1: probably not. Raptors are now, though. We didn't have them there last year. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if, it's the, if, if,
0: if the Nets blow up, the Nets aren't going to be there.
1: Ben Simmons is the best player. Is
0: not leading that team to the play in tournaments. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We'll get into that at the very end of this after we talk about the draft. But, yeah, no. Paolo goes one. Check goes two. Uh, Check going two. It, I mean, it just seems like it fit. Like, OKC, okay, makes it just made all the sense of the world. Uh, yeah. Once you saw Paolo go one, it never really felt like Jabari Smith was ever going to go to OKC. It was it either like Chet it, or Paolo. Yeah, whoever didn't. Well, even then, I still feel like whoever didn't go one
1: between Paolo and Jabari it was going three. That's how it always felt. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And with the Chet pick, though, the Thunder just seems like they're just making a my team lineup off NBA 2K. <laughs> Demigod, Chet Holmgren, Demigod, Usmane Jang. Like, it just seems like they're building a little – they got Pokaszewski over there, the 7-1, what, small 40, who brings the ball to the court. That Summer League team is going to be ridiculous to watch. The am excited summer for the Summer League this today. year. I am too. I
0: think it'll be fun. That first, like, two, three days of Summer League is going to be awesome, and then you're going to, like, realize sports aren't back for another two months.
1: Yeah, it's just like a little, like, taste. You're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so ready for the season. And then they get to that last day when none of, like, the good players play in the Summer League, and you're like, back to misery.
0: Yep, Exactly. Um. Yeah. Chet goes too. I mean, look. Everyone said. Everyone said the same things a million times. You never know. He's the he's the biggest question mark in the draft. Biggest wild yep. card. Has the biggest upside. Uh. Probably lowest floor, highest ceiling guy in the top. Th- obviously yep. out of the top three. Yep. Um. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't. There's not a lot of picks in this draft. That I like truly hated. Um. I mean, like you had to go Chet there. I think he's the right pick. I don't think you go agree. Jabari there. No, I
1: agree. It's it's what the Thunder needed. They got shy. They got Lou Dort. They got Josh Giddy. Yeah, I think I think a center is what they needed. They can't they can't continually start Isaiah Roby or Derek Favors even or Mike Muscala. That can't be the answer at the five.
0: Um, and then Houston takes Jabari Smith at three. He looked pissed. I mean, you mentioned it. He looked
1: pissed. I don't think he was. I don't think he was pissed that he got drafted by the Rockets necessarily. It's not like oh, I don't want to play for the Rockets. No, it's it's just probably. He was told he was going to be number one, I guarantee it. And the magic got mm-hmm. cold feet at the last second and changed it. Cause like I said, even Paula looked surprised a little bit to go number one. It's like the I, I guarantee the magic were like all over Jabari Smith and then last second we we're like, what are we
0: doing? Yeah, it's uh I think it'll be fine. Like that's the thing. It's like, I know we should like. We're doing a show, so we should probably be like, oh, he sucked. He's going to be awful. Oh, he's going to be the best player in the NBA. Ah, yeah. I don't have that. I don't I don't have a strong feel for Jabari Smith. I don't. Like, he reminds me, like, a, like. if you want, a, like, a good comp for him, like a, like, a positive comp, I would say he's like Jalen Brown with a better jump shot. Yeah, I could see that. That's what I see. Like, play super hard, uh, can't dribble the ball, can't play make as much, but, like, still little, is an unbelievable more high talent. Yeah, a little more height. I mean, yeah. you can shoot better than Jalen Brown, so I think that's good I, job. I think that's what it is. Um, also, third pick. Um, yeah, I. I, uh, I mean, I don't. Houston's not going to do anything next year, but you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Houston, Houston's team is interesting to me because they're building a lot. They're building a team around a lot of guys who. I don't. I don't know how to describe it. It's like Jalen Green, Josh Christopher, you know, Kenyon Martin Jr., and now uh, Jabari Smith. These young, exciting guys. That ha- mm-hmm. you know, not that they should be winning yet, but it's almost hard for me to imagine that team meshing together to win. You know, like they're like, oh, this young core is so exciting, but it's hard for me to see that, that young core translating to wins. I don't know. It could, it's obviously really early, but
0: yeah, I, uh, let's move on. Top four. Uh, the top three was a lock about who was going in the top three. Top four is when it gets interesting. The Kings at four. Uh, there's a lot of rumors this week that it was going to get traded. And uh at like once you saw the Kings were on the clock, you're like, oh crap, they actually have to like pick someone here. Yeah. And then Woj comes up as they're focusing, they're yeah, they're they have a crush on Keegan Murray. Um yeah. th- this is the first pick I didn't like.
1: I agree. I think uh, it's the first pick that could potentially be a bust.
0: Yes. And I was we talked about it with Stanko, and I mentioned this before. When you're a team that's not good, you can't draft based off need. You have to draft best player available. Like, yep. you, you just have to. Why, like, it does not make any sense. And Jaden Ivey, even if you just draft Jaden Ivey, let's say he has a good summer league or something, like, eventually he's a trade piece. Yeah, or, I mean, Darren
1: Fox could be a trade piece if you like Jaden Ivey that much. And it just seems like the Kings just don't know what they're doing in that regard. After the whole Halliburton situation, that left a bad taste in my mouth. And now this situation not drafting the best available, in my opinion, because even Stenko is like huge on Jaden Ivey. You know, Keegan Murray, yeah, that might work out, but like you said, it's almost like they drafted based on need. And when you have the fourth pick and you're, you know, a team struggling to yeah, be not the last place in the conference, you're always last place, you can't do that.
0: No, I don't like the pick at all, but five Jaden Ivey goes to the Detroit. Absolutely love what Detroit did in this draft. They are murdering this draft. They fleeced, they fleeced the Hornets. Yeah.
1: I'll say it. They fleeced the Hornets, they're buying out Kimball Walker. So, they're getting that salary off the books. Got Jalen Duran and Jaden Ivy, and all they had to give up was a future first.
0: Yeah, that they got for Jeremy Grant to get him off the books, exactly. Yeah, so, they,
1: yeah great move. I can't believe it. The Pistons are killing it. And watch them sign Miles Bridges.
0: Oh, they're <laughs> going to give him the max and put us in an awful spot. Horrible spot. They're going to fleece us twice this summer. And, uh, I mean, like you think about it, Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivy, that backcourt. Could be unbelievable. I mean, that's yeah. a backcourt you could be talking about for years. If you're a Detroit fan, you're walking away from this trap like, holy crap, we're back. They're yeah. going to be an all-time league pass team. They're the front runner for the number one league pass team this year. The that backcourt of
1: Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey doesn't lack like size, doesn't lack like defense. Jaden Ivey's bringing it. Yep, playmaking, shooting, attacking the basket. It, you know, if they mesh together. Sadiq Bay coming off the hot streak to end of the year last year, like they have, they have a good, they have a good little roster over there. Jalen Duran, obviously, project center.
0: I, I love it. I love it. Uh, let's move. Be let's move on. We're not going to do like an hour and a half on this draft. Yeah, uh, let's think go has, on. Uh, Benedict Mathurin to the Pacers seemed pretty obvious when you realized Jaden Ivey was going to Detroit. Uh, yeah. I don't know about Mathurin. A lot of people are very confident on him. I don't have a strong opinion on him necessarily. Another guy I don't have a strong opinion on is Shaden Sharp. Yep. I will say this, though. Uh, him going to the Blazers seems like a good fit and no pressure. There's no pressure for him. And There's no pressure. Court. But the
1: Blazers are, have been weird lately this offseason. They've been getting these weird guys like Ananobi and oh, – who was the other one that we just talked – no, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant, yeah. They're like They're getting these good players that are like great pieces that have been on winning teams before. Like They're great pieces that have been playoff experience that's not gonna take the Blazers anywhere I don't think they don't have like if the Blazers had a second star and then they got these guys okay but it just feels like they're kind of putting a band-aid on like a bullet hole almost like they're they're, it's a temporary fix like yeah they might win 41 games next year and go 500 but what's that really gonna do it's not gonna make Damian Lillard want to stick around well I
0: that's that comes into my conspiracy theory and people will trash me for this probably but I think the I think the conspiracy, NBA conspiracy theory that's so true is that Damian Lillard is scared to leave Portland because he's scared he won't actually win the ring. And he doesn't face real criticism when he's in Portland. He just doesn't. No. He can say, oh, this is the front office's fault. It's not my fault. You know, I, uh, I, I, and you know, who's the next candidate for that is Bradley Beal. Yeah, 100%. And the Damian Lillard take his spot
1: on because it's almost like, yeah, people will feel sympathetic for him because they'll be like, the best help he ever had was CJ McCollum. Like, they never, and look what CJ's doing in New Orleans. Yeah. Like, you can't say it was no help. The Blazers made the conference finals. Like, he took that team far. If you're Damian Lord, you know, you can kind of got to bet on yourself here. And I'm not saying force your way out, but if Portland doesn't do anything, you got to, you got to, you know, don't just waste your career way in Portland, which it feels no. like he's trying to do.
0: Um, But yeah, Shaden Sharp, I mean, just nobody has any idea about him. That's the craziest yeah. thing. There's there's just nothing on him, uh, and then the Pelicans go eight. Dyson Daniels, uh, I mean, I thought they were I thought this was going to be AJ Griffin actually, yeah, and he, guys, he slipped a long way. Yeah, I just thought they would need a spot up three point shooter, and they went defense right here. So, they got like Herb Jones. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I mean they're in a good spot though. If you're a New Orleans fan, like they're, you're in a good spot. Dyson yeah. Daniels doesn't really do it for me. I watched a lot of his tape, and I just I didn't see it. But again, he's yeah. a defender, so when you say speaking of defenders, Jeremy Sohan, our most controversial pick, he goes nine to the Spurs. It feels a little Josh Primo-y. It does. It feels like they're doing the same thing. What happened to the Spurs? Now you know. Now we're
1: gonna be eating our words with Josh Primo and Jeremy Sohan are the next dynamic duo and. You know, make the Western Conference finals you know five what? years in a row.
0: I'm fine saying.
1: I'm fine not being okay with the pick. I, I don't think. And I, this isn't even put – put all the bias aside, the Carolina Baylor bias aside. Even just watching that game or just watching a few – like some of his tape during the year, I just didn't see it. Not enough of a sample size. Wasn't as involved as he should have been on offense. I don't know if this is based on potential. Like I know you can't have too many 3 and D wings or, you know, whatever it may be lanky like guys.
0: I just didn't – I don't see it. Well, the big thing I, you do notice when, with him is, like, whenever you watch a Baylor game, he does impact the game in ways that don't show up on the stat sheet, like his defense, the way he moves off the ball, his cutting, his screens, all that, yeah. and that's, I think that's useful for a team in, like, a, a great position, like, like we mentioned before, like a Golden State, um, even, like, a Miami, uh, like a, a real contender, but someone like yeah. San Antonio who's competing in the play-in, I don't think it does that much for them. They need scoring. I thought Johnny I Davis was going to go here.
1: Yeah, I think that would have made the most sense, especially if they're going to trade DeJounte Murray, like everybody's saying. If they trade DeJounte Murray, I mean, is Josh Primo going to be their starting point guard of the future? Derek White's gone. It's either him or Lonnie Walker. Which or I, Trey Jones. Yeah, or Trey Jones, which none of those guys do it for me. Sorry, but...
0: Trey Jones does it for me.
1: <sighs> well, no, I don't know. I, I don't like the pick. I don't like what the Spurs have been doing. I mean, maybe they have a plan... But it just seems like they're one of those franchises that is just kind of floundering.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't like the pick. Nine seemed early, but you yeah. know, uh whatever. I mean, he impacts the game. A lot of people were high on him. We'll see. I mean, obviously what we say right now, like we'll have a couple like quote unquote hot takes, but like, yep. Nah, I'm not like I I've you just seen the draft, you've been burned before because I thought Justice Winslow was gonna be the next best thing. Turns out him and Frank Kaminsky had very similar careers. I don't Frank Kaminsky. I should have put him on that jersey tonight. <sighs> but yeah, you should have. And my goodness, the 2016 Hornets – the 2017 Hornets are so back. Rich Cho. Um, <laughs> We'll get into that. We're almost there. Johnny Davis goes 10. I like the pick for the Wizards. Uh, 11, the trade. Usman Jang gets drafted by the Knicks, traded to the Thunder. They got like three first-round picks. Another uh, unicorn. Another unicorn guy, honestly. Yeah. And can I loved, it? I loved his tape. We're when we're getting ready for the interview with Stenko. Watch a lot of tape. Watch a lot of Usman Jang. I mean, amazing on the pick and roll. He is phenomenal with the pick and roll. And so is Chet. They're they're going to do some so much fun stuff. Him, Josh Giddy, They're going to be so fun to watch. It's uh, literally going to be a European basketball team. Yep, hundred percent. I was about to say that. And imagine if Chet and Jane uh, can learn to play together. Oh my gosh! Like just just think about those games when it's the Raptors versus the Thunder. Just polar opposites hard defense like yeah <laughs> just grit and grind and then they're going against the thunder when it's just all soft cutting passing shooting yep the, th- the thunder are doing great
1: things you know everybody rips on sam Presty for acquiring all these future draft picks and assets i think this draft really paid off but the knicks got three first round picks conditional
0: which they'll eventually get them but they'll eventually a- get them but those There's are still three first round picks because we'll get into three first round picks because, all right, real quick, Thunder get Jalen Williams. All right, pick whatever. I think he's Zaire Williamson, just the same thing. Uh, but let's let's get into the Hornets. I can't I can't hold it any longer. Thirteen. So I shut off my phone. Let's paint a picture here. I shut off my phone. I'm like, yeah. all right, I don't want to see what's going on. I don't want to know. I just I just I'm just gonna watch it. I I like watching the draft without knowing, so I just flipped the ABC. You can't be on ESPN because Woj spoils nope. everything. Nope. So I was like, okay, all right, let's go on ESPN. And they go, Jalen Duran. I'm like, okay, all right. Well, I he's that's not who a lot. I wanted. He felt yeah, that, and it's not who I wanted. I think he, I I I I'm not high on him. I think he's Kai Jones. I he mm. didn't make a big impact in, in Memphis. I like Mark Williams way more, especially defensively, and that's what we need. Anyhow, anyhow, that's not the point. We draft Jalen Duran, and then all of a sudden my phone blows up. I hear trade, 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 trade. And then we trade Jalen Duran to the Pistons for what what we thought was going to be a Milwaukee 2025 first-round pick. Now it is a 2023 Denver first-round pick, uh, which basically is the same thing. And then four second-round picks – which are basically like, hey, the the, the equivalent to this trade is like you have RB2 in fantasy football. Let's say – let me think of an RB2. Let's say you have Ezekiel Elliott and someone's like, hey, man, I'll give you – let me give you a a flex option. You get like a guy who's a second flex and then four waiver wire, dude. You get like a defense, a kicker, a kicker. So just and just bumps Alan, Alan Lazard or
1: Marquez yep. scantling yep. and JK yep. and JK
0: Dobbins. That, yep. There's your trade. There's your trade right
1: there. And for Zeke. Yep. And you only and you only have so many, you know, you only have so many roster spots in fantasy football. You only have so many roster spots in the NBA. Like, what are they trying to do? Amp up the Greensboro swarm? Like with these second round picks. Yeah, Devonte Graham was a great second round pick. Yeah, Cody Mars developed nicely in a second round pick. Yeah, JT Thor is gonna be okay the second round pick. Why the why the hell do we need four second round picks? While we're picking in the lottery, if we gonna traded like the 25th pick for this, for this exchange, then, okay, I get it. But a lottery pick, the Knicks got three first round picks
0: back. Uh, it it yeah. makes no
1: sense. It, it really and we were just two
0: spots behind. Um, it's a disaster right now in Charlotte. It's, it's, it's literal disaster. There's always no coach. Something. Yep. We talked about it before. It's always something like we can't actually have the nice thing in Charlotte sports. We can never have it. like, oh, it was cool. The Panthers went 15 and one. Let's get oh, it's cool it made the super, but you don't actually get the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, it's cool you have LaMella, but you'll actually not win any basketball games. You'll just make the fake playoffs. Yeah. And now it's and then like just tonight, too. It's like, oh, you get two, you get all all these picks, but it's it's just nothing. It means nothing. Jalen Duran
1: was so high on a lot of people's boards, even above Mark Williams. Everybody thought he'd be gone. I also was not completely sold on Jalen Duran. But then it happens, and, you know, I watch him tell I'm okay with it, you know, it was a good pick. Cameron Mark Williams is fine. And then he gets mean, traded. He, looks,
0: I, he looks like Wilt Chamberlain on a YouTube highlight mixtape. day. Yeah,
1: well, then he gets traded, and then we get this haul back that, you know, means nothing to me. It's just always an asterisk. Lately, there's always an asterisk over anything Hornets-related. Hornets get a great new young head coach, you know, it's had, or not young, but great head coach, had playoff experience, just won a championship. Oh, asterisk. He's actually not coming. Hornets draft a great young center, like, really fell to them at 13, you know, way later, lasted way longer than expected. Oh, wait a second. They're trading him to Detroit for nothing. Like, are they, were they just helping Kimba out? Did Charlotte manager just love Kimba? And they were like, you know what? Let's do this just to help him out and get him out of there and get him a buyout in Detroit. Is that what it is? You think they have like loyalty ties to Kimba and they just like screwed themselves for him. And then the Steve Clifford rumor comes out today that he's interested in coming back to Charlotte. Let's just get Al Jefferson out of retirement. Get Josh McRoberts in here. Let's just get the band back together. <laughs>
0: Unreal. Uh, and then we're at 13. Obviously, the Cavs were not going to take a center. So nope. you could have just said, okay, hey, we're going to take A.J. Griffin here. We need th- we need consistent spot-up three-point shooting. Our Probably our most consistent spot-up three-point shooter is either Miles Bridges or P.J. Washington. Yep. Oh, yeah. Which we, we could have desperately used that. And then so, hey, we get A.J. Griffin. The Cavs were going to pick up a- Ogbaji no matter what. They weren't yep. gonna pick Duran or Williams. And then we have our pick at 15 between Williams and Duran. And obviously the Hornets loved Williams because they wouldn't have traded uh Duran, but we I would have had eight, AJ Griffin, Mark Williams would have been a, an extremely successful draft.
1: I would have been fine with AJ Griffin. I would have been fine with Baji even. And I would also have been fine with trading Jalen Duran if it meant we got, oh I don't know, two picks in this draft in the second in the first round. Like let's say we got like 20 and 25 or something like that. You know the only
0: the only way to see it saved if it's like A couple days later, there's a trade that comes out like, hey, Charlotte's sending Gordon Hayward and that 2023 Denver first-round pick to, I don't know, let's say Phoenix. That would be great. And we get DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, if there's a plan in place, then I'll eat my words and say, okay,
1: I'll trust you, Mitch Kupchak, which we trusted him before he's come through.
0: Knee-jerk reaction. It looks horrible.
1: It does. If, If this is it, if this is truly it, I don't get it. I really don't get it. You know, the Hornets aren't in rebuild mode. Not at all. No. So why are they stacking second-round picks? Makes zero sense to me. I don't
0: there know. I there mean, has to be something going on. Otherwise, it's terrible. Otherwise, it's that, nothing short of terrible.
1: All that aside, I like the pick at 15. I like Mark Williams. Even as a Carolina guy, I think Mark Williams is exactly what the Hornets needed. Lob threat, defensive presence. Can he switch? Eh, maybe we'll play more drop coverage. You know, I mean.
0: And, I, and it was the worst-kept secret in the league. Everyone knew Mark Williams was going to Charlotte at 13 or 15. Yeah, it made too much sense. And honestly, I'll be very intrigued
1: to see how Kai Jones progresses this summer and how they stack up against each other. Kai Jones having one more year of experience, still, I think, will be a little raw. And I even think Mark Williams will be able to contribute before Kai Jones. But then again, we thought Kai Jones would play a little bit when he got drafted last year and he didn't touch the floor. So,
0: yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the year in Greensboro will definitely help. But yeah, you think Mark I mean, Williams we're...
1: plays for the Swarm a lot. Yeah
0: like a lot a lot or like a no, lot. I, don't, I don't think he play I don't think he'll play as much as Kai Jens. Kai Jens played like 20 games with the swarm, right? And he, I don't think he didn't play much with the hornets at all. Yeah, I I think Mark Williams will be a, with the hornets a lot more. Um okay. it's just defense, man. Yeah, I agree. Woe just tweeted out the Thunder's four picks in this top 34 of tonight's draft. Chet Holmgren, Usman Jang, Jalen Williams and Jalen Williams from Arkansas. No, that's funny. <laughs> Um, Cue the memes. I mean, that's a great draft. If you're a that this is a fan, you're great like, draft. Great. Awesome. Okay, uh, Hornets. Yeah. Uh, can we can move on. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want to talk about them anymore. No, Lakers are on the clock. Maybe there's a plan. Lakers are on the clock. But, uh, yeah, Hornets take Mark Williams, whatever. Uh, Atlanta continues to pick Duke guys, Duke wingmen. Uh, yep. AJ Griffin goes there. Um, My guy, Tari Eason, LSU goes to the Rockets. I would have been very I, okay with I that. I would have been fine with that. I
1: nope. knew
0: he was going to be available there, so that seemed realistic. I did not think A.J. Griffin would fall to 16. Yep. Um, Terry Yeah, Terry. Jake Loravia at 19. That's the one we got to talk about. Jake Loravia yeah. at 19 shocked me. Because I was, I I stopped uh I stopped watching the draft for a minute. I was just sitting there on my phone, refreshed Twitter two seconds ago. Woj tweets out Jake Laravia at nineteen. I was like, whoa, 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 wait, is this this is a fake tweet? Is this a fake Wojekow? Yeah. Is this a Barry McCockiner? Is this a Wake burner? Wake Forest burner? Kill? <laughs> no. But literally, what like two weeks ago, he
1: was projected a mid second rounder. I guess he had an outstanding combine or something because he was rising up. You know, I saw late twenties earlier this week in some of the mock drafts. But nineteen, it feels very Cam Johnson esque. How Cam Johnson shot up to eleven a couple of years ago when when nobody thought that would happen.
0: Yeah, because I saw Luravia anywhere from like forty five to twenty eight.
1: Yeah, yeah, I saw like maybe like the last few picks of the first round is like
0: a like a ceiling. Um, Walker Kessler gets drafted. Good for him. The Timberwolves. Um, yeah, good for him. They need David defense. Roddy. Yeah. David Roddy, weird pick. That was a weird pick. Uh, did you see Jay Billis? Uh-uh. What? No. Uh-uh. Wait, hold up. Lakers select Max Christie, Michigan State. Mm. All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> Le- t- super team LeBron's just you – damn. Know. Warrior's stunned. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know who's going to stop the Lakers next year now. Um, Blake Wesley, 25, I like the pick. Uh, yeah. Wendell Moore goes to Houston. Or no, sorry. He goes to Minnesota. He got traded to Houston and then to Minnesota. These trades are these trades are out of control. it yeah. feels like out, the same you team. can't keep up with them. When you look at a trade, are Minnesota and Memphis not the same
1: team? Whenever you're like, oh, they just got yes. to wait, wait. Yes. which <laughs> team is this, and they trade <laughs> with each other, and you're like,
0: oh my golly, what's going on? The the NBA draft has got to fix this. It's such an easy fix. Just freaking like announce the trades. The just teams, announce them. The teams know the exact
1: terms when they make them they should be required to hand them to commissioner silver before he walks
0: out on that stage. Cause they know the terms when they make the trade. And we got to have, I mean like for my dumb sports brain, I need a graphic on TV saying this guy is here. This guy is there. This pick is there. Cause, cause I can't think about it when I am getting 15 tweets from Woj. It's just like, Hey, he's going to the Rockets. Then yeah. he got traded to the Timberwolves, but then they're sending cash for the second round protection to him. And it's just like, dude, just tell me where he's going, please. I'm tired of this.
1: And also, how awkward is it for them to go do that interview with yeah. Monica and, and they're like,
0: man, I'm so happy to be a Dallas Maverick, man.
1: And then they're like, no, you're a Actually, and they're like, Actually, <laughs> word is you've been traded to the Detroit Pistons. And then they're like, oh, well, I'm just happy
0: to start my career. I, I, I played with Matt Stafford on the Lions in Madden. Uh, I love Detroit. <laughs> it's just they put on the wrong hat. They go through the whole trade, get their picture
1: taken with the wrong hat. Like – it's just a like, little thing like this, that. Stop this it could be fixed.
0: stupid crap,
1: man. It could be fixed. Yeah, so we got, what, Bo and Blake Wesley, good pick. Wendell Moore, Duke, four first-round picks. Good
0: for them. Nicola yeah, Jupp, we're, at, we're at 36 right now. I don't know who is actually picking anymore. It's a literal nightmare trying to figure it, it, out who's actually picking. Is it the Pistons? It's at that point right now. It's uh, Portland. But is it to the Pistons, proposed trade to the Pistons? Oh, I have no idea. This is such a nightmare. Um, we can we can close out
1: the first round at least. Warriors, Patrick Baldwin at 28. I do want to say on our podcast with Stanko, I listed Patrick Baldwin as one of my sleepers. He was a huge recruit coming out of high school, followed his dad to a small school in Milwaukee. I know. He was
0: he was Duke bound, and then he was like, no, I'm going to go play with my dad. I think this
1: feels very Kuminga Moses Moody-esque for the Warriors. Like he can be part of that new, whenever Steph, Clay, and Dre decide to
0: hang it up, he can be part of that new little core. Shout out my guy, Kevin Dana. Does uh, He does play-by-play play for the Santa Cruz Warriors. Um, you're going to see a lot of Patrick Baldwin next year, and it's going to be fun. I think he's going to be a stud. Then you got Tata Washington fell all the way to 29,
1: and then Peyton Watson, UCLA, rounding up the first round. Um, little, like we said earlier, a little anticlimactic.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, as an oh, so, like, we're not grading the draft teams. We'll talk about who we want. We'll take a break here in a second. Um, but real quick, overall, from 1 to 10, what do you give this draft? Like, as just as, as entertainment. I would I'm giving say a, you go ahead. ahead. What?
1: No, you got it. You you go ahead. All right. I was gonna say I'm comparing it to these past drafts. I would say it's seven and a half to an eight this year. That's high. Maybe okay. Maybe a seven. But the thing, is, well, I'm comparing it to other drafts, which have been. I'm going five point one. Really compared to other drafts? What other draft has been as eventful as this one?
0: I mean, I thought I thought last the last two years were way more way more. Eventful. So
1: obviously, for a Hornets fan, two years ago we got Lamelo. That was eventful that was but, awesome but just overall
0: trade-wise and stuff i don't know
1: yeah
0: yeah i it, it didn't do it for me tonight uh every like nfl snob tonight it's, it's a win for them because they're like oh this is boring like yeah all right. the thing is it is and when it gets to the second round nobody cares no it, it was brutal and also if you're on the east coast time like you are like it's 11 30 oh, yeah. dude i can't sit here and be like when is trevor keel's gonna get picked yeah, exactly. Like I'm like, oh,
1: I want to see Brady Manning get picked, even though he's not. But, you know, I'm going to sleep after this. So I'm he's sorry. gonna be he's
0: gonna be great like day five in the summer league. He will put up 30 <laughs> points on one of those last summer league games. Okay, well, gonna... let's take a let, let's let's take a quick break and then uh All right. we'll do some draft grades and then talk about the KD Kyrie thing from the famous Barry McCockner on Twitter. Friend uh, of the program. Controversial, controversial person on twitter uh, he said player gets picked 57th overall espn analyst so he's basically like a combination of jordan lebron and steph but only better he could definitely be a problem in about three to four years it was so spot on, it's they, spot I, mean, on. I literally just saw them put up a graphic of someone drafted in the second round they're like he is easily probably going to be buddy healed hey no he's not he's going to be playing for the grand rapids gold any graphic the ESPN puts up is spot on and accurate. It has to be. <laughs> no, and, but uh, go ahead. I, I, I mean, I'm watching, I'm just watching the Agua Caliente clippers get drafted right now. <laughs> the the analyst thing is spot on. But then again, you gotta think about it.
1: Who's gonna get excited if you're like, man, this guy really reminds me of a <laughs> of a fucking of an Alperin Sangu or something like <laughs> yeah, that?
0: Yeah. Not even that. someone's just like Yeah, you know, this point guard drafted here at 53, he really gives me uh, quite similar vibes to Jeremy Pargo. Uh, I mean, similar play style. He could easily amount to a Cody Martin role in the NBA. (laughs) It's like Kenneth Lofton Jr. gets drafted. Like Samuel D'Alembert is definitely his player comp. I mean, I definitely see this leading the league in rebounds. Like who gets Um, excited for that? I don't know. I got excited when Vernon Carey got drafted, so maybe I'm the
1: sucker. Yeah. I think that'd be hilarious if they did do, like, more realistic player comps, and they're, like, (laughs) just naming off all these, like, lower tier players, and they're, like, (laughs) man, like, this guy really
0: reminds (laughs) me. This guy's peak is DJ Augustine. I'll tell you, he might win you a game one in the playoffs. (laughs) I'm getting real Stanley Johnson vibes out of this pick right here. (laughs) (laughs) He's, like, he'll, he'll, he'll stay around in the league for about five years. Oh, man. I just want them to just be like, yeah, I, I just want to see one pick where they're honest. They're just like, dude, I don't know. I, I don't yeah.
1: know. <laughs> yeah, there's like, I mean, I don't get the reasoning behind this. Like, that would be so much more entertaining. They should come out with like a, you know, they like the Manning if,
0: broadcasts. For the NFL. If, Ken, if Kendrick Perkins just gets up there and go, and they're just like, and uh, there's like Nikola Sabatich, and, and he's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was kind of funny, though. I don't know if you were on ABC
1: at this point, but whenever uh, the Knicks drafted uh, Zhang, Stephen A. and Spike Lee were like, man, I never heard of this kid in my life. Like, who is this guy?
0: <laughs> they were so yeah, I Yeah, I saw that with Stat. Or, uh, that Stephen was pretty funny. Um, Khalifa Jopp. Um, so the next 30 minutes of this podcast, we're going to talk about Khalifa Jop and how he's going to be the difference in the Cavs' future. Um <laughs> Potential uh, spots in Europe for him when he, when he without a doubt <laughs> exits the league in five years. Or if he's just like, yeah, they don't have – or those weird picks where like, yeah, so they don't have his draft rights until 2032. It's like when, uh, whenever you see a tweet, it's like, hey, BYU and Missouri have a game scheduled in 2032, and you're like, yeah. sick. I'm it's booking like all, my spirit flight tonight.
1: It's like all these Eurostash guys come over like 10 years later, and everybody's like, oh, remember this guy from 2015 draft? Like he's making his debut tonight. Plays three minutes. Never yep. sees the NBA floor again.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Well, enough of that uh, draft coverage real quick. Who's the Who came out the best in the draft? Who came out the worst? Just eyeballing it,
1: knee-jerk reaction. I got two teams top of my list that came out great, and it's the OKC Thunder. It's the Detroit Pistons. We mentioned it before. Thunder, yep. Sheth Holmgren, Zhang, both Jalen Williams. I think they stole the draft, honestly. And then from the Pistons' perspective, Putting Jaden Ivy, getting Jaden Ivy at five and pairing him with Kate Cunningham, I think is a recipe for success. Also, getting their number one big man on the board, Jalen Duran, without really giving up too much, if we're being honest. And, you know, yep. getting Kim- taking on that Kim Walker salary, having the flexibility to negotiate a buyout. They're coming out on top, honestly. So, Detroit, OKC, my two winners from tonight, at least at first glance.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you can argue that. Every draft blog, every, per- every analyst coming on tomorrow. Uh, talking about the draft, is going to say OKC Detroit absolutely killed it. Um, yep. You know, if we only had the 13th pick in this draft and we're like, yeah, we got Mark Williams, I would have been like, wow, what a great draft. Yep. Yep. Didn't, didn't mess it up. Pippy we're not in losers th- in this draft. We're not losers yeah. in this draft. Um, could have been winners. We're not either, but we could have been winners. Exactly. Um, So knee-jerk reaction, Pistons, OKC, I, you're, you're crazy if you don't say that. I think um,
1: I think uh this is a small one and not like a major headline. Warriors getting Patrick Baldwin at twenty-eight. I'm telling you, don't sleep on it. I think he's really good talent. He was rated that high coming into college for a reason. You know, um, also, last year.
0: I also like a lot what the Rockets did. People are gonna like like what they did. I mean, Jabari if you break it down, I mean Jabari Smith, Tari Eason, and Tai Tai Washington, I think that's a solid I think that's yeah. where, where they had their picks lined up, I don't think that's bad um i think they i think they had their sights set on palo but how about minnesota uh getting three first round picks out of it
1: through trades they got kessler wendell moore and Tati ty washington i think ty washington fell really far i'm not saying he should have been a lottery pick but oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, my
0: bad i accidentally i i read that wrong i said tie to the rockets
1: yeah yeah ty on only i uh, got traded to the timberwolves but timberwolves coming out here with three first round picks i mean that's a win i think
0: I can't keep up with these trades. I'm just going to stop trying. It's so, uh, so weird. It's so weird. Loser for me tonight. I, they're not a full-on loser, um, but they uh, they are a slight loser. I, I don't like Sohan. I don't yeah. like Sohan at nine. The Spurs, I, I, I don't get it again. I think they're losers two years in a row. We Everybody and their mother hated the Josh Primo pick last year. Yeah. Um, and I don't like the Sohan pick this year. I just don't get it. Every draft analyst, though, it just says, like, he's going to be the guy. And I just I just don't see it. I don't see
1: it either. And also, not necessarily a loser, but they could have been a bigger winner as the Sacramento Kings taking Keegan Murray at four. That's, <sighs> I I, know think it's top- lo-
0: I think they're kind of a loser because the thing is, I like, I, you draft, you say loser, and obviously, you can't predict what these guys are going to be. Like, you, you can't say Keegan Murray going to be an all star. You can't say he's going to be a bust immediately. But, gut reaction from a fan base, I don't think a Kings fan is excited about what happened tonight.
1: I don't either. You can't be excited for Keegan Murray, not when Jaden Ivey is still there. And it, the Kings are just weird with these picks because they had Halliburton, Davion Mitchell. Like, they have all these guards. And I know that's probably why they got cold feet with Jaden Ivey and decided to you know, draft-based on need more so than anything. But then again, you know, at number four, like we said before, at number four, got to take best available. And a shout-out to our guy Adam Senko again. He had a tier list. He had four players in that top tier. It was the top three picks, and it was Jaden Ivey. And so they went one, two, three, and five. So the Kings being in that middle pick, it almost feels like a Darko Milicic situation where it's like, oh, LeBron, Wade, Bosh, Melo, whatever, Darko Milicic.
0: Yeah, a little bit. I don't know if this draft class will be that good, but yeah. I don't, no, it, Not a, to that extent. That's a, like, yeah, that's a great comparison though. Like that one pick team in the middle that's like got screwed and you're like, what happened? And there's four like notable players around them. EJ, EJ Liddell to the Pelicans, I think. I, I think they, he went to the Pelicans at least. I have no idea anymore. I've given up. It's at that. I'm it's a at broken, that point. I'm just a broken man. I.
1: I, I When's the next I BYU know. pick?
0: Oh, I don't think we have anybody in this draft. Uh, <laughs> Alex Barcelo uh, Alex Barcelo is going to kill like day seven of the G League or the <laughs> summer league. What, what was the big, What was the, the big man's name? Uh oh, Hornets. What? We got someone. The Timberwolves are trading the number 40 pick to the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets are targeting Bryce McGowns from Nebraska. Oh, okay. Greensboro Swarm legend. Why are we stacking second-round picks? They fell in love with Cody Martin. We always talk about Borrego loving Cody Martin, and now I guess everybody else is on board. I guess I, I, think, I, think, just, I think like uh, Jordan camp with the Greensboro Swarm head coach, he's like, I'm making the decision tonight for my team they're probably like you know what screw it like we're about to do a huge Hayward trade you take over for the second round they're like we are in a win now mode for our g league team we want to win the g league title come next year
1: you got to teach a winning culture from the ground up
0: (laughs) uh that's why we're going to send Lamelo down to the g
1: league so we can learn how to win
0: (laughs) exactly uh let's move on to the big news that came out earlier shan's talking about how Kyrie irving now all of a sudden doesn't think he's going to opt in. And then he creates his fake list of like, I want to go to, okay, the top seventeens plus let's add New York, New York in there. It seems Um, like what I would do on a 2k, my player, like, Oh, I want to trade (laughs) send me to
1: send me to one of the top seven teams in the league. And it's just crazy to me that the league has come to this where it's like, not only can players demand a trade. Now players can hold out and demand where they go? As long as both (laughs) sides are on board. That is crazy to me. Like, I know it's a player-driven league now more than ever before. But the fact that you can literally, like, force your way to a team, like, hold out your way to a certain team is insane to me. And Kyrie is just making news every offseason for some reason. On the court, no question about it, one of the top players in the league. But you just can't trust him to play. And that's why I'm sure the Nets don't want to give him a long-term deal. And I'm sure even some of these other teams who are, you know, in the mix for getting Kyrie are
0: like, eh, like, how much are we willing to give up? Yeah, I I don't. If you're a team, you're like, why would I take on this guy? Yeah. The only team it makes sense for is the Lakers.
1: Yeah, if, why if you not? can, if you can get off Russell Westbrook or somehow, I mean, I don't think it works salary wise. Because even
0: like, even like, as much as they mortgage their future with all the first round picks, if you do get Kyrie Irving at this point, like, you just got to do it. Like, yeah, you're already screwed. Just go all in then
1: it doesn't seem like they're going to win a title. Even with the healthy AD, not going to win a title with Westbrook at the helm, it doesn't seem like. So if you do have a chance to get Kyrie, I think you got to go. Because otherwise, LeBron, you know, he's eligible to sign an extension later this year. Who knows? Like, you know, he could go back home to Cleveland for one year. He could wait till Bronny gets in the league and then leave LA. Yeah, or just like,
0: hey, I'm going to go to the Knicks and just like
1: be the guy. Screw it. I'm going to go sign with the Warriors for the MLE. And then yeah. oh my god, I would pay so much money for that to happen
0: just so we could talk to Sam. Oh my or god. All the bronze sexuals out there would like their head would explode. They were like, oh my gosh, what can I do? Like I oh can't say anything anymore.
1: LeBron joined Steph on a stacked Warriors team. I would I would pay so much money. Yeah, I'd ruin the <laughs>
0: league. That'd
1: be that would that would like reset the cycle of NBA. We'd have to like back to the 40s. The but craziest
0: that would like, that'd be the end. The craziest thing that comes comes out of this is that, oh, let's go. Trevor Keels to the Knicks. Savior. All five dude guys you got drafted. Let's go. Um, nice. the, crazy, the craziest thing about this is that Kevin Durant, and Ryan Racilla tweeted it out that he hitched his wagon to the dumbest superstar in the NBA.
1: Yeah, he did.
0: For him to leave Golden State like that, to the two dumbest superstars, to James Harden and Kyrie Irving, the only other person you could have thrown in there is Russell Westbrook, who he's already been with. But the thing
1: is with KD, I understand wanting to leave Golden State, lead your own team. You know, like that was always going to be Steph's team, even though Katie was arguably the best player. I get it. Like going off, they said something on first take the other day when I was working it that was like, Oh, yeah, like Kevin Durant drove the bus of the Warriors Championship, but the car was registered or the bus was registered in Steph Curry's name all always. Yep. That makes sense. So I get him wanting to leave, but he bargained on the wrong guy. One yeah. million percent. Now nobody could have anticipated the pandemic or anything like that. But even without that, like you Kyrie could argued, inti- but, yeah, you Kyrie could already, already had his anticipate. Issues.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can already anticipate just, Kyrie is going to do something stupid and then yeah. end up just screwing your organization. He he does it everywhere he goes. And if you're a team, why would you give up so much, so many assets for him? I don't think the trade market is going to be as heavy as people think it will be.
1: Maybe Kevin Durant made a deal with the devil and, like, mortgaged his entire future for those two chips with the Warriors. Maybe he, like, made a deal with the devil and was like, you know, just let me win these two. Like, I'll, yeah, whatever, and then that's it for the rest of my career. Because I feel, I feel for him, honestly. Like, people hate Durant, but, like, kind of sucks. He's playing some of the best basketball of his career. Doesn't have that much longer left in his prime, it doesn't feel like. And going yeah. out like this. I don't know. It is, it is a rough situation. Also, the Nets are screwed. No, no assets moving forward. None. Zips. Ben Simmons? That's it. They have no assets. And the thing is, if Isn't Kyrie it? stays, they're a championship contender again. Joe Harris coming back. Ben Simmons will be yeah. healthy. Kyrie,
0: Durant. They have the pieces. If they haven't engaged Kyrie Irving, there's no doubt they're going to be a top <laughs> – top three favorite to come out. Easily top three out of the East, probably top five in the NBA to win the,
1: win the league. Yeah, I agree completely. This news just shocks me just all around. It's like, does it, does it it though? Does it shock me just because of what we see now in the NBA, but it's almost like they never even really gave it a chance. It seems like Katie Kyrie, obviously James Harden was only there for a brief moment. Seems like they haven't really played together that much. And we haven't really seen what they're capable of. It's always like, Oh, he's going to return from injury just in time for this playoff series or He's going to sit out these next 20 games, and Durant's going to sit out the next 20 after that. And they only play 15 games together during the year. So we haven't even gotten a full season of the Brooklyn Nets since they signed all these guys, which, I don't know, sucks from a fan standpoint, but it is what it is, I
0: guess. All right, well, let's close it there. That's all I got. That's all I got. Power goes one, right pick, easy pick. I think so. Hornets. We're gonna find out in two weeks what they're actually doing. I hope. I don't know.
1: We're gonna see. We're gonna see about a head coach. We're gonna see about a Gordon Hayward trade. Something's gotta happen. And we'll hop back on here either overjoyed and like, oh, we knew he had a plan the whole time, or we're gonna be like, oh my god, Lamelo is gone in two years. This is a dumpster fire.
0: Yeah, man. I don't know. I I don't, I don't know what the Hornets is going on. I, we'll find out if we have a head coach. Maybe like MJ will start coaching. Let's just Lavar, LaVar and MJ or the, the coaching staff. I don't know. <laughs> Weird night. Weird night. Uh, All right, awesome. Make sure to check out cartercast.com. Don't forget to check out the Adam Stinko interview we had earlier this week. It was an awesome episode. Loaded, loaded episode. We talk about the Warriors and everything, and we get into the NBA draft. Uh, I think our takes were pretty good in that
1: interview, actually. I do, too. Looking back on it, I listened to most of it this morning on the way to work. Seems pretty spot on, honestly. He's probably going to be spot on about Jaden Ivey.
0: I don't think he's going to be spot on about Jaden Ivey being the best player in this draft. Maybe not the best player, but in that top tier, though. Yeah, he. I think that, uh, man,
1: Kings and Hornets, man. just It's it's rough. It's rough. When you're mentioned in the same breath as the Kings, you, you, it's it's rough.
0: All right. Well, make sure to check out cartercast.com. Check out the TikTok. We've been posting a bunch on there as well. Um, and then also, uh, yeah, we'll be back Tuesday. Uh, interview's coming soon, and we'll see you all then. Bye.